The Gola Rain Forest before ever we go to the national park status. It was called Gola Forest because the Gola people own the forest. They are the forest people. This is Muhammad, a guide in Sierra Leone's Gola Rainforest National Park. All the rivers, the streams in this forest is being named in Gola language, starting from River Moa. River Moa is in Gola language. We have uh, Mapoy River, Koye River, Mobile River. Mohammed and I are hiking along the track, heading deeper and deeper into the rainforest. Dense green foliage crowds the path, and Mohammed is using a machete to clear the way. The undergrowth is alive with insects. It is the middle of the afternoon, and the sun is blazing. But here at ground level, the sunlight barely penetrates the thick canopy. The forest is ancient Miniver. The grit and grime of Freetown, only a day's drive away, feels like another planet. The Gola Rainforest is part of the last great rainforest system in West Africa, a streamy green ribbon stretching 3,000 miles from Sierra Leone to Cameroon. Gola is not only beautiful, it is a sponge for millions of tons of carbon dioxide, a home to communities who have lived harmoniously in the forest for generations and a heaven for wildlife. We have the forest elephant, the forest leopard, the buffaloes, we have chimpanzee, we have the red colobus, the black and white colobus, we have pygmy hippos. But the rainforest is also in danger. Logging, mining, poaching and hunting all pose a threat. We have bongo, which is one of the large mammals. So colorful, beauty. It has to be highly protected. You can't kill it. Even if the bongo walks into your bedroom, you have to just drive it away back to the forest. Although the Gola rainforest is safe for now, Thanks to the protected status, other parts of this beautiful country are not so lucky. This predicament is reflected in the famous story. It is a story that is both tragic and uplifting. Over the years, the truth has become entangled with folklore, like vines in the forest. The tale belongs to Bruno, a chimpanzee whose sensational escape from the sanctuary captured scallions imagination and expose the precarious state of its natural heritage. I am Charlie Hafna, a playwright, historian and traditional storyteller. And this is Salon Stories, a podcast series about life and culture in my home country, Sierra Leone. This episode is all about a chimpanzee whose dramatic stories took Sierra Leone by storm. What happened to Bono and why was it so significant? Takugama Chimpanzee Sanctuary in Freetown feels a long way from the Gola Rainforest. On one side, the sanctuary blends into the rainforest of the Western Area National Park, but on all others, it is poked and prodded by Freetown's urban sprawl of buildings and traffic clogging roads. 
Takugama was established almost 27, 28 years ago, mainly to address the issues with the conservation, you know, enforcing the law mainly, because the country had certain wildlife laws, but they were never implemented simply because one is the commitment, the other one is whether they have the right resources. This is Bala Amara Sikan, the founder and director of Takugama, a rehabilitation center for chimpanzees rescued from captivity. Bala is one of Sierra Leone's most influential conservationists. When it came to chimpanzee conservation, the excuse was always, what do we do with the chimps if we confiscate or rescue a chimp? So this is how I came into the picture to tell them, well, I can help you to set up a sanctuary. So it's a collaboration with me and government and with seed money from the European Union. Bala isn't happy. Takugama itself is doing very well. With a thriving population of chimpanzees and a steady stream of visitors, but Bala is deeply worried that the trends that he is seeing in the wider community. Last year alone, 13,000 containers of logs left this country. And this is a country with hardly 2-3% of the forest standing, the primary forest. We did a survey a few years ago on the health of the chimpanzee population, the wild populations. And uh, 10 years ago, the populations were somewhere around 5-6,000 chimps. But now, if when you look at it, when you have this amount of deforestation going on, you begin to think, where are the chimps? Because this is their home. Basically, all these community forests have been fragmented, damaged badly. You can see a serious connection between that and the rescues we are having. We rescued 14 chimpanzees in the last 12 months. If you go by the statistics in terms of how often a chimp arrives at a sanctuary, usually, according to scientists, probably 8 or 10 wild chimps would have died in that process. So if you think that we received 14 chimps in the last 12 months, you're looking at probably another 150 chimps got killed. So it's, it's tough. The plight of Sierra Leone's chimpanzees tell a wider story. Chimpanzees are Sierra Leone's national animal. They used to live abundantly in its mountains and forests. But as the country has developed, their natural habitat has shrunk dramatically. Even the efforts of people like Bala have not been enough to stop the decline. It is not as though chimpanzees are far from the national consciousness, or at least one chimpanzee isn't. It is time to introduce Bruno. Bruno arrived in Takugama in 1995. In fact, Takugama was founded because of Bruno. Bala and his wife rescued Bruno when he was a baby and set up a sanctuary to accommodate him. Space was secured, staff were hired, and more chimps eventually came to join him. By 2006, Bruno was the undisputed alpha male of the sanctuary. It was a group that had experienced a lot of trauma. The site had been shelled and looted during the Sierra Leone Civil War, which had ended less than five years earlier. Bruno had every reason to be a protective patriarch. Bruno and 30 other chimps were given breakfast and released into a forest enclosure most mornings. Then, a member of staff would crawl into the tunnel, connecting the enclosure to the accommodation block and clean it. It was a messy job, taking more than an hour. But one day, 
Whilst the tunnel was being cleaned, the chimpanzees smashed a padlock on the locked gate and moved the wooden weight which normally blocks their exit. Then they streamed out into the forest. Chaos ensued. The chimps, unused to freedom, screamed like banshees and swung above the branches. Staff had been trained to deal with escaped chimpanzees using blowpipes and tranquilizing darts. But in the past, only one chimp had ever managed to break out. That one frenzied apes at once was simply too much to handle. The person in charge was an experienced guide. He knew he urgently needed to get a message to the village at the bottom of the hill. He started to run down the track. As he descended, he realized that he was being followed. Turning around, he saw that Bruno was behind him. Thinking quickly, the guy ditched his clothes, buying a few seconds as Bruno paused to smell them. The guy then took a shortcut through the rainforest. Just as he did so, a taxi appeared around the corner. It was carrying three foreign diplomats and their Sierra Leonean colleague. Seeing Bruno standing in the way, the car tried to reverse but got stuck. Bruno approached the vehicle and began to thrust it up and down. Frustrated at not being able to overturn it, Bruno went to a window, smashed it, reached in and grabbed the hand of a passenger. After a brief tug of war, he bit into it. At this point, the driver accelerated forward, but the car hit a gate and the tumult had to be abandoned. One of the wounded passengers had wrenched a branch off a tree and was furiously hitting Bruno. Looking nonplussed, Bruno dropped the man's leg and sloped off into the undergrowth. The driver had started to run up a hill in search of help, but he didn't know that other chimps were also loose. No one saw what happened when the driver confronted 30 panicked chimpanzees. But for the next minute or so, staff had screams which soon gave way to silence. When they arrived at the scene, the driver was lying dead on the track. Over the next few hours, guides called the forest. They managed to round up 27 of the 31 escapees. Four of the chimps, however, were never found. Bruno was one of them. Given that chimps can live for over 30 years, there is every possibility that they are still roaming free in the Western Area National Park. Despite the sad loss of life on the day, Bruno is seen by many in Sierra Leone as a symbol of freedom. He was a spirited rebel whose intelligence and leadership earned him and his fellows a few cherished moments of liberty. Almost 20 years later, the idea of Bruno has become more powerful than the physical animal itself. Reported sightings have been weird and wonderful quality, as if Bruno is a mystical creature rather than a real animal. If I had to guess, I would predict that people will report sightings of Bruno long beyond his lifetime. For Bala, the significance of Bruno is abundantly clear. Uh, for me, it means everything. 
because uh, my background, I'm an accountant. I wouldn't have gone into conservation if I didn't meet Bruno. So when people talk about Bala, the founder of the sanctuary, no, it's Bruno. It's the founder of the sanctuary. If I didn't meet Bruno, there won't be any sanctuary. Bruno changed me. I rescued him, brought him home, and I realized that I've been blind to certain things around us. So what was Bruno's message? He taught me how to be passionate, how to care for another animal, to understand how intelligent they are. I mean, these things, we don't normally have time to think about them. But when you live with a species so intelligent and... Um, um, yeah, so that's what happened to me. So he basically changed me and that's it. Before Bruno left here, we were only concentrating on rescuing and rehabilitating and looking after the chimpanzees. But Bruno left here, it was a moment for me as if everything has come to an end because between me and him is like we are the co-founders of this sanctuary and you're abandoning me and you left here. But then I thought he left me with a message, I think. If you want to really conserve the chimpanzee as a species, you cannot be boasting about looking after 100 odd chimps at Takugama. You need to get out, go to the wild places, protect the chimps before they arrive here. And I think Bruno left that message with me. That's why he got out to say, follow me. Go find places where my cousins, my, my kind is being destroyed. As in other parts of Sierra Leone, chimpanzees and the Gola rainforest are under pressure. But here in the National Park, it is still possible to believe that Bruno and his kind can have a future that is safe, sustainable, and free. Francis Masakoy, the director of Gola Rainforest Conservation, is cautiously optimistic. It was not easy when the program started, but through our sensitization and so, people have I mean, now got the idea of conservation in Sierra Leone. Because uh, Gola, for example, is responsible for conserving the na National Park, which has been gazetted by the government of Sierra Leone. But apart from what we are doing, we are now getting people from various areas asking us to assist them in conserving their, their, their forests and natural resources. So if people are interested in asking us to help them protect their, their community forests or so, I'm hopeful that there will be progress in the future. As inspiring as Bruno's story ultimately was, and as much as he has become a legend in Sierra Leone, my hope and the hope of all the others fighting to protect Sierra Leone's wildlife and landscape is that proper conservation and greater respect for nature will mean that his story never needs to be repeated. Join me next time as we venture up the hill to one of Africa's oldest universities and ask why Sierra Leone is known as the Athens of West Africa. This episode of Saloon Stories was presented by me, Charlie Hafner. It was written and created by myself and Sam Williams and edited by Nadia Medi. The executive producers were Sam Williams and Max O'Brien. Sound design and mixing by Naomi Clark. Salon Stories was produced by Novel for AfriSelf. <laughs>